Hi, I'm Crystal Fisher, and you are listening to Eat Life, a podcast about nostalgia, social awkwardness, and the people you meet. Welcome back to Eat Life. This is the second part to my two-part episode of Our Family's MS-DOS 5.0. We are going to get back into some more vintage video games today, but first I always take a few moments at the top of each episode to tell you all about a podcast that I'm currently listening to. This week I want to tell you about Our True Crime Podcast. I was recently lucky enough to win an OTC shirt on one of their Twitter contests, so thanks ladies, I appreciate that, I'm very excited. So I'm a little biased, but you know, not really. These gals are funny and deliver good true crime and even serve up some stories that I have never heard of. And when you listen to a lot of true crime, there's a lot of overlap, but these gals do a good job of covering new stories. And I love, love, love that they put a funny like blooper reel at the end of every episode. It could be my favorite part of the show. I, I don't know. I just love it. This show is pretty great. If you love comedy and true crime, our true crime podcast is going to be your jam. You can find them wherever you listen. That show and this show is made by adults who use adult language and both of us are not for kids. Also, growing up sucks and it's for that reason that I have changed the names of all the people in my podcast to protect the nerdy. Okay, let's get into it. Last week, we looked specifically at games that I actually had on the menu of my family's MS-DOS 5.0. But we did eventually get some new games and new software. In a few years after some of these home PCs started becoming popular, you could actually find new software on the shelves at places like Walmart in the electronic sections. There would be racks of these hard, colorful cardboard boxes that were about the size of books. They sat on a shelf and were displayed a lot like books, and we were drawn in by the artwork. It would tell us what kind of game we were looking at, and then you you know, inevitably had to flip it over and make sure that your computer had enough memory to even play the game that you were holding. This was a common problem. Some big programs came with up to 10 different discs that were needed just to install the game on your PC, and it took like an hour. Other simple ones were transferred from just one disc. But once you bought the game, you had to go home and do some coding to install it on your computer. There was no internet and you could not just download something. You had to physically leave your house and purchase the software and then bring it home and actually physically install it, which like I said, could take up to an hour depending on the game. I guess this is a good time to tell you the story of the infamous Christmas computer games that never were. So the year we got the new computer, we all, my four siblings and I, asked for computer games for Christmas that year. And Santa delivered. Like I said, me and Santa were homies. We each got games that were specific to us, not family games. 
I got a game that was for a kid and it was about a princess. And the box was all pink. I have no idea what the name was, but I can remember being so excited because here was a game that I could have all to myself. One that was pretty. And again, about a princess. We were so enamored of these gifts that we stopped opening all the other presents. So my mom had to kind of round them all up and put them in a brown paper grocery sack until we finished opening the rest of our presents. Well, after we opened all these presents, we kind of got distracted by our other toys and we forgot about the games. A few days later, I remembered that I had opened this game and I asked my mom where the bag was with the games in it. She just said, oh, I don't know where that is. It's here somewhere. And then she changed the subject and I forgot about it. It was not until I was a teenager that she finally came clean. Turns out that my dad had accidentally gathered up that bag along with the discarded wrapping paper and it all got taken to the dump. They were mistakenly thrown out. All of them. Oh God, my mother must have just been sick about it because we didn't have a ton of money and computer games were expensive. It was up to us to save all birthday money and any additional chore money and supply our own video games. And we often didn't have the patience to save up for the big games. And we ended up with a bunch of like cheapy games and only a few of the more like advanced ones at that time. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself because I know my brother had some pretty expensive ones. He seemed to be fine to not spend, you know, the $2 in his hand. I had a much harder time with that. I still do. So let's start with games that we both had at school and at home. Games like The Oregon Trail. Once again, thank you Wikipedia. This is a direct quote from their article on The Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail is a series of educational computer games. The first game was originally developed by Don Raswich, Bill Heineman, and Paul Dellenberger in 1971 and produced by the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. Wow, say that five times fast. Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium. Okay, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> in parentheses, it says M-E-C-C. Okay, you could have said that first. In 1974, the original game was designed to teach school children about the realities of 19th century pioneer life on the Oregon Trail. The player assumes the role of the wagon leader, guiding a party of settlers from Independence, Missouri to Oregon's Williamette Valley via covered wagon in 1848. And what do we remember above all else? Dying of dysentery and finding out that dysentery is essentially pooping yourself to death, which we found hilarious. There are many versions of the Oregon Trail, but I think we probably played the 1985 version. And it went a little something like this. Spacebar to continue, do I get sound? Okay, we're on myabandonware.com. Got the Oregon Trail welcome page up, very nice. And it's giving me a menu, and it says you may travel the trail, learn about the trail, see the top 10, turn off the sound, choose management options, or end. 
We are going to travel this trail. How many kinds of people made the trip to Oregon? You may 1. Be a banker from Boston, 2. Be a carpenter from Ohio, 3. Be a farmer from Illinois, or 4. Find out the difference between these choices. Let's be... Let's be bougie. Let's be a banker. What is the first name of the wagon leader? Crystal. What are the other first names of the four other members in your party? You know what? I currently have two patrons on Patreon, and it's the Haunted Heart Podcast, and it's a Paranormal Chicks, and y'all are coming in my wagon. So number two is going to be Carrie, number three is going to be Donna, four is going to be Kenny, five is going to be Katie. All right, y'all, let's go to Oregon. You must decide which month to leave Independence. March, April, May, June, July. My crew gets hot. Why don't we leave in... Let's leave in March. Why not? Before leaving, you should buy equipment and supplies. You have $1,600 in cash. But you don't have to spend it all now. Oh, bitch, but I will. You can buy whatever you need at Matt's General Store. Okay. Hello, I'm Matt. So you're going to Oregon. I can fix you up with what you need. Ooh, he sounds like a drug dealer. A team of oxen and some clothing. Well, I guess. Plenty of food, ammunition for rifles, spare parts. Okay. There are two oxen and a yoke. I recommend at least three yoke. I charge $40 a yoke. Well, let's get four. I mean, in a worst case scenario, we could eat them, right? Let's see, I guess we need food. I recommend you take at least 200 pounds of food. Yeah, but I like to cook and also eat. How many pounds of food? Go ahead and give me 400 pounds of food. Um, Clothing. We could go naked, y'all. My group would be on, like, they'd be on board. It would just be all natural on the trail. You need warm clothing in the mount. Well, I guess. Two sets of clothing per person. Each set is $10. But you know Kenny's going to have to have like four sets. <sighs> I better have 10 sets. All right. Ammunition. There's me. 50. Spare parts. But nothing bad's going to happen. I mean, right? It's just the Oregon Trail, right? Total bill. I wanted to spend it all, but I didn't. I actually did really well. Leave the store. You're ready to start. Good luck. You have a long and difficult journey. Oh, <laughs> they're so cute. This is the nineteen ninety version, so we even get some color. I hit spacebar. Okay, the weather's cold, our health is good, our pace is steady, and our rations are filling. I need that on a t-shirt. Oh, a severe blizzard. We lose one day. Carrie has exhaustion. <laughs> you are now at the Kansas River Crossing. Would you like to look around? Nope. 
You must cross the river in order to continue. This river... The river at this point is currently 651 feet across and 7.8 feet deep in the middle. Oh, the weather's cold. Okay, so we can ford the river, we can cock the wagon and float across it. Still funny. Take a ferry, wait to see if the conditions improve. Uh, we got money. Let's take a ferry. Ferry operator says that he will charge you $5 and that you will have to wait six days. Are you willing to do this? Bitch, I might be. Here we go. On the little raft. We better not sink or some shit. Ferry got you safely across. That's right. Oh, here comes the little fort. Would you like to look around? Yes, because I want to go to the store. Oh, it's cute. Attempt to trade, buy supplies. Time to shop. I guess we need food. How about another 400 pounds of food? And let's leave the store. And let's continue. Fort Kearney, it's about 250 miles to Chimney Rock. Here we go. This little guy is all in um, our little oxen. I don't, I don't know what shows me with one oxen because I'm pretty sure I bought like six. Kenny has broken an arm. Oh, Kenny. A thief comes during the night and steals 65 bullets. Oh, I see Chimney Rock. You pass a gravesite. Would you like to look closer? Um, I think Katie and Kenny are already out of the wagon, so let's say yes. Here lies a blank. That was dumb. Katie has broken a leg. You guys, the Haunted Art crew is down an arm and a leg. I am sorry. You are now a chimney rock. Would you like to look around? Yes. Oh, this is fantastic. It's chimney rock. Uh, it's actually a very lovely little graphic. Um, you know, a little 16-bit rendition of, of like a landscape with chimney rock. Um, let's see what our options are. We could... I want to hunt. Where did we use to get to hunt? You are now at Fort Laramie. You look... Would you like to look around? Can I hunt? Oh, Fort Laramie. That's a... You know... <laughs> it's a... It, it's this, um... <sighs> there's a... There's a fort, and in front... <laughs> I just sighed. Oh. In front of the fort, there's a lovely little picture of like an Indian on horseback, you know, and then a settler on horseback, and it looks like they're friends, or they're about to kill each other, or try. Um, maybe a little bit of a trumped up version of events, but okay. Alrighty. Our health is good, our pace is steady, our rations are filling, but the weather is cold. We're at Fort Laramie. Attempt to talk to people. Attempt to trade. No! I don't want to talk to people. Should we buy supplies? Oh lord, I better get this crew some food. Here we go. 
Oh, we have a nice little mountain range in the background, 16-bit mountain range. It's all purple and pink and blue, kind of a, the Lisa Frank mountains. So we're, we're, our, our oxen and wagon is traveling along in front of the Lisa Frank mountain range. Donna has broken a leg. Oh, I'm sorry, Donna. You are now at Independence Rock. Would you like to look around? For sure. Oh, that's a very nice little landscape. And again, it's set. Independence Rock is done by Lisa Frank. It's magenta and purple. Um, and the music makes me feel like people about to die. Continue on the trail. It's 102 miles to the South Pass. We lose the trail and lose a day. Well, I guess that's my fault. Kenny has a broken leg. I'm sorry it's not funny, but he already had a broken arm. So it's going to be a, kind of a rough trip for Kenny. Sorry. Carrie has a broken arm. Why is everybody breaking stuff? What are you guys doing? Like, ah, I'm going to turn this wagon around. Every time you guys are messing around and breaking arms and legs and shit. Seriously, what are you doing? You are now at South Pass. Would you like to look around? Well, I better since we're out of food. Oh! <laughs> Once again, we have a friendly Indian on a horse. And a friendly settler carrying a gun and waving. All set across the background of the Lisa Frank mountain range. This is history, folks. History. Well, we're going without a food, y'all. Sorry. The trail divides here. Oh, Lord. Choices. Katie has a fever. Oh, Katie. It's probably because you're hungry. Indians help find food. They are so helpful. Let's give them blankets. That's terrible. <laughs> that is so bad. Oh, Lord. I'm going to have to cut that out. Donna has a snake bite. I love you, baby, but I'm not sucking out the poison. One of the oxen is injured. Let's eat him. Listen, we're hungry. Donna's had a snake bite. Everybody's broke at least one limb at this point. Doing God knows what in the back of the wagon. You are now at Fort Bridger. Would you like to look around? Yes. Mm, okay, it's a fort. It's a log cabin type fort set against the Lisa Frank Mountains. And there's some Indian teepees. I'm under the impression now that all forts were surrounded by Indian teepees. I'm not sure that's accurate. Buy supplies! Yay! Okay, let's get some food. Got another 162 miles. This game is a lot longer than I remembered it. I mean, did it really take that long to get to Oregon? I've been sitting here for like 10 minutes. That's all I'm saying. Y'all, we are just over halfway. We still got some places to go. I don't know if we're all going to make it. I still have not been given the opportunity to hunt. You pass a gravesite. Would you like, God damn it, Katie and Kenny, get back in the wagon. Here lies Anthony. Sweet are made of, what? Sweet are made of these. Did you eat Anthony? Very little water. 
Inadequate grass. Very little water. Bad water. Oh god. And the weather is hot. Bad water. Ox wander off. Lose two days. Who was supposed to be watching the ox? Find wild fruit. Neat. You are now at the Snake River Crossing. Would you like to look around? I sure would. Oh, this helpful Indian is wearing a vest. I can tell you right now that is not accurate. But he is pointing to the Lisa Frank mountain range. And he's got a very kind of what the fuck look on his face. Because he also understands that mountains are not magenta and purple. You must cross the river in order to continue. Time to cock that wagon. Oh, here we go. Tiny little cartoon wagon, don't you sink. He's going. He's going. He's going. Hell yeah! We made it to the other side. Well, we're good with cock. <laughs> From Snake River Crossing, it's 113 miles to Fort Boise. Alright. Uh-oh. We only have five pounds. <laughs> oh, no. Carrie has dysentery. <laughs> Sorry, Carrie. Kenny has cholera. So wait a minute. Carrie. Carrie's got a broken arm and dysentery. So she's having like lots of trouble. And Kenny has a broken arm, a broken leg, and cholera. Carrie has died. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Carrie. Heavy fog. Lose one day. Carrie comes back in the heavy fog and fucking murders us all. Very little water, inadequate grass. Katie has exhaustion. Katie has died. That was quick. We lost Carrie and Katie in like five seconds. I think the part where we don't have any food is probably exacerbating the situation. A thief comes during the night and steals seven oxen. Really, thief? We just lost two people, we are starving, and you came and took the fucking oxen? Well, I have all these bullets. Why are we not shooting thieves? I just want to know. Uh-oh. Things are escalating quickly. Donna has cholera. Donna and Kenny... <laughs> Katie and Kenny died, or Katie and Carrie died and left me in the wagon with Donna and Kenny who both have cholera. Oh, and by the way, there's no food. And some guy just came in the night and took my oxen. I feel like Scarlet leading the wagon out of burning Atlanta right now. Rough trail. Kenny has died. Donna, it's you and me. And you have cholera. And we ain't got no food. We got one oxen left. Do we have booze? Now it's time to drink. We made it to Fort Boise! Would you like to look around? Yes, we need food! Oh, look, here's a mother and... Look, there's an oxen. Maybe it was that bitch that took our oxen. She looks shady, you guys. Buy supplies. Yes, let's buy supplies. Alright, well, we need food and oxen, so let's get some oxen. It's just me and Donna, right? Donna has cholera. Let's get another oxen. Very little water. Inadequate grass. 
Donna has another snake bite. Donna, will you leave the goddamn snakes alone? It's me and you and you have cholera. You've already had one snake bite. Give me a break. Inadequate grass. Well, no shit, we're in the desert. Okay, the blue mountains are actually blue. Congratulations. Press enter to seize up the situation or size up the situation. Oh, that's how I do it. I have to press enter and then I can hunt for food. Where are you at? It's a squirrel. Oh, oh, it's a deer. It's a deer. Get the deer. Oh, but I gotta walk and shit? A bear! Oh, oh! You were unable to get the bear. Oh! That would have been like... Donna has a broken leg. God damn it. Donna, I'm about to throw you out of this wagon. Sit still. Stop messing with snakes. You have cholera. Donna, we are going back out on the trail. Leave the fucking snakes alone and sit still. All you've got to do. Bad water. Bad water. Heavy fog. Lose a day. Donna has a broken arm. You know what? Is there an option to throw someone off the wagon? Donna has the measles. Well, no shit! She's had been bitten like eight times. She's broken every bone in her body at this point. No, we're not looking around. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. Float down the Columbus River. Yep, we're poor. We just spent all our money on food. Use the arrow keys to guide your raft through the rushing waters. Oh, I remember this. Okay. Okay, wait a minute. What? Oh, oh. There's some rocks. Fuck oh. Your raft has hit the shore. You have lost Donna. Drowned! Oh no! One ox, 969 bullets, and one wagon ton. Well, it's just me. Do I even want to go to Oregon? I lost my whole family. Like, maybe I should just pull over and call it quits. Okay, avoid the rocks. The thing is, is like it keeps going if you don't hit the other arrow to stop it moving. So you can easily like overshoot and end up on the shore and kill Donna. Or end up on some of these rocks. And I feel like there's not anybody. Uh, I mean, I'm the only one who's left. I'm just floating on this river, getting drunk. Trying not to hit rocks. Thinking about my whole family that's just died. In like horrible possible ways because they couldn't sit the fuck still. If I remember correctly, there was only like two kids in class who could actually make it to Oregon. Everybody else pretty much died. Is that what we're trying to teach everybody? That you're gonna die. The raft has missed the landing. You have lost one wagon wheel and one wagon tongue. You didn't tell me how to go to the landing. Williamette Valley, September 2nd, 1848. Lisa Frank was here. Congratulations, you've made it to Oregon. Let's see how many points you've received. Does it, do I need points if my whole family's dead? Do you think I give a shit about points? One person in poor health. Yeah, it's me. One wagon, five oxen, one spare part, 20 sets of clothing, 146 bullets, 168 pounds of food, and $5 cash. Hmm, was it worth it? 
Many sacrifices were made. Many sacrifices. This is a sad day. I might need to give myself a hug. I think the lesson I learned was that it's a bad fucking idea to bring your patrons to Oregon. The second game that everyone can remember playing from school was adapted into a popular kid game show that came on right after we got home from school. I'll cover that show in my upcoming episode on game shows, but for now, let's talk about the DOS version of Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Sneakily teaching kids geography in the guise of using a computer game about a spy. A spy who wears bright red from head to toe? Netflix has rebooted Carmen into a cartoon that my own children really enjoy. Although watching it with them, it seems kind of slow. But the game that I played was fun. And once again, from Wikipedia. A deluxe version was released in 1992 and it featured additional animation and reworked the interface of some of the original versions. Some of the bonus features include digitized photos from the National Geographic with over 3,200 clues, music from the Smithsonian Folkways recordings, 20 villains, 60 countries, and 16 maps. CD-ROM versions for MS-DOS and Macintosh were released in 1992, and a Windows version was released in 1994. In the game, the player takes the role of the rookie in the Acme Detective Agency, tasked to track down crooks from the Vile Organization. They do this by using their knowledge of geography, aided by the almanac, to question witnesses or investigate clues to track down where the crook has gone. Successfully solving these crimes increases the player's rank in Acme, leading to more difficult cases and later tasks to find the lead of Vile, Carmen Sandiego. Let's see how I do playing all these years later. Start! Ooh, fancy. After playing Oregon Trail, these graphics look amazing. Ooh, fancy. Oh, there's the logo. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Oh. oh, here comes Carmen. Oh, we've got pictures of uh, famous places and artifacts. We're getting our credits at the beginning here. I forgot how funny these little villains are. Uh oh, here comes Carmen. This game is gonna make me sound like a fucking idiot. Like, oh, here's some stuff in the place that I don't know where we're at. But... Oh, Carmen's running around. This is a rather long intro. Okay, we've got a cute little setup with a little computerized thing. It looks like a phone. Um, on the left side, in the picture up top, we've got our Acme notepad down in the bottom with 50 sheets. And it says, please activate your Crime Stopper gadgetry. Oh, I'm getting the logo again. Was I just supposed to like press enter this whole time? Kind By turning on your video phone and signing in. Oh, I have to use my mouse here. Do I have to use my mouse? I think I do. 
Ooh, fancy. This game has mouse operation. Okay. Registration. Enter your name. Oh. Welcome to Acme. He's so cute. He's got a little bow tie. Oh. Contact employee travel. Good luck. Contact employee travel. In New Delhi. Okay. Contact employee travel. Well, all right. There's a button here that says travel. Is that what I'm supposed to push? I don't remember this at all. Apparently I'm flying to New Delhi. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll go to Singapore. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Um, let's turn this off. Evidence. We don't have any evidence. Country. Options. Speak to tour guide, inspect the tour shop, phone crime net. Well, I need to speak to the tour guide. How do I do that? Okay. He has shadowy colored hair. Get warrant. Warrant, department. Press, send, button, two, transmit evidence. Transmitting evidence. I don't think I have any evidence to send. Uh, so, I am now too old to play Carmen San Diego. I don't know how to do it. I'm confused about what they want me to do. Um, and I don't remember this at all. Sorry, Rockapella. I know you're disappointed in me. Well, that was a total shit show. Apparently I can't make one of these episodes without having one game that I just absolutely cannot play for one reason or another. For that one, I probably should have like taken time to read the directions, but I got cocky and I forgot that I'm not a kid anymore. And then I also forgot that I also had trouble playing this one as a kid because I didn't get it. And then I didn't have the patience didn't move fast enough. There was no first person scrolling or shooting. So yeah, I think Carmen San Diego was something in my mind that I, I told myself that I liked. Probably because I liked the TV show, but I don't think I actually liked the game. It's kind of dumb. I really don't remember how I got the Trolls game. I know that I was very deep in the Trolls fad. The game was like 40 or 50 bucks and I had gotten a treasure troll for a birthday I think it was had like cerulean blue hair and it had a blue jewel in the tummy and I feel like it had this like tie-dye jumpsuit which I thought was very very cool um, but this was one of those games that I actually could operate and was able to do on my own but it's also one that required certain discs to be inserted to play different levels of the game. When you got to a certain point, you had to insert disc number two to continue to play. The problem was that I had lost disc number two, 
God knows when. And so it didn't matter how hard I tried or how well I played the game, I was never going to play past the first few levels. I was never going to beat this game because I didn't have the disc. Ladies and gentlemen, we will get closure today. We will get justice. We will make it to the end of Trolls. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get to the end of Trolls, so I'm going to put on the TV, I'm going to turn off the mic, I'm going to play till I get to the end, and I'll let you back in here as it's closing. It's very cathartic. Here's hoping I can actually do that. Yeah, we're not going to make it to the end. I have fully underestimated the size of this game. I understand now why it was like 40, 50 bucks because it's a big game. They did a lot with um, a lot of different levels and then each level contains like three levels within it. So like each level has its own theming. There's like a different take on each level. It's very, actually very well done. Oh, here's our, here's our intro music. And again, it sounds a lot like the Halloween theme. Dun, 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 we open up on this little toy shop. It's adorable. It's snowing. And then there's a bear or a mouse for some reason who is the toy maker. Okay. But everything is so detailed. Midnight strikes. The clock face wakes up. It's adorable. My son actually saw me checking this game out before I went to record and was asking to play it. And he asked me in the car when I was dropping him off, he's nine, uh, if he could play it again today when he gets home. So he's nine-year-old boy in today is thinks this game is pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool, but again, it, this is this was definitely like a girl game. You can't save it. So I'd, I'd literally have to sit here for a number of hours uh, to get all the way to the end. And I love y'all, but I only got two patrons and I also have some shit to do. So we're just gonna play through like um, a couple of the sub levels of these different themed levels. It's a lot like Mario when you start, you've got kind of a map of all these different levels. There's a toy level, there is a, um, this really cute media level that has like newspapers and paper clips and stuff. Uh, there's like a water level and everything is, you know, very girly. It's very Lisa Frank Technicolor. It's acid green and electric blue and magenta and purple and I fucking love it. I am here for it. So let's go, let's check out this toy level first. So the point of this game is to find baby trolls. Continuous scrolling game. There's all this stuff flying around and bouncing around that you, if you touch it, it will kill you. But it's so colorful and it's so well done. The details, all the, the little pencils and cars and, um, you know, it's, it's easy to play. There's directional arrows to tell you exactly where to go. And in this toy level, your little troll can get a, um, a little yellow yo-yo. And it's adorable. And the yo-yo will help you like swing from things. You can like throw it up in the air and it will stick to the stuff above you and it'll help you get from place to place. A Little bit of parkour involved. The yo-yo is actually a weapon. It will take out um, 
the planes and it's like a giant red elephant here that's doing nothing but bouncing around being an asshole and again our background is bright bright hot pink and like shades of blue there's nothing about this game that is marketed towards boys at all which is kind of cool because pretty much every other game was this is like the one game we got and in all the levels you're you're miniature sized which I think is pretty neat. Okay, let me see if I can check out one of these other levels here. Okay, here we go. More legitimate podcast research and content creation. This is not me sitting on my bed in the middle of the day when I should be doing other stuff, playing trolls. Um, I love the media level, but I'm gonna skip it. It's adorable. It's got like paper clips and pens and desk lamps that jump around and try to kill you. This is pre-Pixar, you guys. That's whenever I saw the Pixar lamp for the first time, I was really kind of surprised because I had already seen a jumping around lamp in this game. Oh, this is the soda pop level. We need to find seven or more baby trolls. This is a water level. Oh yeah, the little fish will kill you. That was an eel. Oh look, and I can swim up and down. Wait, wait, there's a there's a baby up there. I gotta go get the baby. Oh, it's adorable. We're swimming around in, again, bright hot pink, uh, orange, and red soda. God bless it. I love so much about what is happening right now. It is. It's like it's like Lisa Frank. I mean, I know I'm a little obsessed with Lisa Frank, and I kind of go back to it a lot uh, with uh, what I'm doing here. But that's that's exactly what this aesthetic is. Oh, it's adorable. It's it's a little undersea thing. There's little yellow submarines, and fish. Ooh, jellyfish are gonna kill you. And uh, there's like little straws everywhere. Um, there are always in every level there's these balloons and it's a little now I see them and I, I just think of it you know because they're literally like just red balloons kind of stationed places that probably there shouldn't be balloons and you have to run over them to break them and to like receive points and special stuff oh air oh this is a timed level oh I was not aware of that there is an error I just noticed. There's a little um, there's a little progress bar here with the word air written on it, and it is slowly getting smaller and smaller. So it's like if we don't find these babies in time, your ass is gonna suffocate. And there's like little underwater columns uh, that so make it look a little bit like Atlantis, and there's shells and seaweed. Very cool. Very um, very colorful. Okay, let's check out one more level, and then we probably should move on. So let's restart. Once again, we're playing on myabandonware.com. They are not a sponsor, but y'all, seriously, if you want to sponsor your girl, we can make this a weekly thing. Just saying. We just took a look at the soda pop level, and I want to see what is next. So now it's making me jump onto a little elevator to go up to the next level. Oh, it's a carnival. Let's check that out. There's a carnival level. Okay, I don't think it's supposed to sound like that. What kind of carnival is this? Was Rob Zombie involved? Okay, hang on. 
Oh, okay. Oh, and of course, it's on, on, on par with everything else. Oh, I get my yo-yo. With everything else that we've seen so far, this is adorable. Listen to the music. There is like a little Ask Xandar, uh, you know, like the one in Big. Uh, little booth there. There's a slide. Oh, it's a, um, what is this called? This is a Helter Skelter. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's called. Yeah, because I always wanted to know, um, one of our friends that we played, um, my, my husband, my husband is also a big, big nerd. And we played, uh, together, we played Clash of Clans, um, and our clan leader was from the UK and she had posted something on Facebook um, about her son in front of a helter skelter and it was it's a the big it's a big slide at a fair it's it's usually with like a striped kind of tower thing then in the middle that looks like a lighthouse and then the slide is like curving goes around it it's a helter skelter there's a merry-go-round and I think this is supposed to be like we're running on the remnants of a roller coaster Oh, here's a creepy clown. And the thing I do really like about this game is, and I've talked about the details already, but whenever you kill this stuff, like the stuff that's trying to kill you, whenever you jump on top of it Mario style to send it to the depths, they all turn black and white and make these really dejected faces at you. Like, how could you? It's just a really cute little detail. Okay. I love this game, and I'm going to play it some more, I think, when I have a little more time. And my son has already asked to play it, so... Trolls, you're still the shit. There were a ton of cheaper games. Games that were usually on my level to buy because I was not good at saving for them. Games that were on the 5 to $10 level. There's literally hundreds of these, and now you can buy them as like 500 DOS games on one disc for, you know, $3 or for free on the internet like we're doing. Um, but one of those cheapy games that I loved and I was actually pretty decent at was Tank Wars. And I guess I had the version that was Tank Wars 3D. Thank you, 1996. This one is very simple and I have a version of it on my phone right now. It's kind of hard to explain Tank Wars. It's mostly about gameplay. So let's play it. Oh wait, that's right, because we can put in names for all of our players. Oh, you guys, it is on. Okay, player one. Keyboard, player two's name, Crystal. Okay. Oh, rats. I wanted to give all these others names of like people we know, but I can't, because if I put it on the computer, it's just like, it has me do, um, like random, I'm gonna go, oh, Mr. Stupid Lobber. We'll make this one Lobber. This one will be Rifleman. Lob and Shoot. Windless Wit. Twanger. Windmaster. And again, loving these colors. Um, very simple. All the best colors, hot pink, orange, hot pink again, red, bright blue, bright yellow, bright green, love it. Here's my little guy, I'm green. So 
it drops all these tanks on like a hillside and it's literally like a green like if you were a child and you just drew a picture of a hill that's what we're looking at we're sitting on green grass all the tanks are different colors you can adjust the amount of force that you want to shoot the other tanks with and you can adjust the angle you can choose what you want to load into your shot to annihilate the other tanks and all those three things combined will affect whether or not you take out the enemy so i am going to put it over here and i was never very good at the power part of it um i think we hit spacebar and then the computer takes over oh my god remember that remember that sound i do holy shit now i'm wishing we had turned it off but it's so indicative of this game specifically because the problem is when you kill the other tanks they die in different ways and it will randomize how they die and a lot of times they take like five or six people with them you know they could explode in a bigger explosion they could literally shoot bombs from themselves to, to unsuspecting people next. Uh, it's absolutely a crapshoot. In between rounds, you have the option, if you've scored extra points or gotten extra money, you can buy better weapons. So you start out with kind of a very simple shot that doesn't have very much range, but there's all different kinds of weapons that you could take out these people with. Sometimes it'll eat the ground beneath them and then they'll fall and die. It used to be, and I don't see that that's happening here, but um, and maybe it was Scorched Earth, which was another version of this game, um, where as they died, they had little captions that, that popped up. And it was, you know, it'd be like, help or mother. And it would say things like, ah, beam me up, Scotty, like silly stuff. I don't see this here. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe that was Scorched Earth that I'd played. But I remember Tank Wars, we had it on a little plastic, it was a, it was a floppy, but it was the three and a half or three and a quarter, uh, the hard disks, and it was green. And I think that we, I feel like it may be bootlegged because it was definitely not, it was just a regular old save disk that somebody had written Tank Wars on. Oh, it's my turn. They've all just been killing each other before now. Here's the problem. Sometimes when the tanks die, they shoot like dirt pellets into the air and it covers everyone so no matter what you shoot it's not going to fly anywhere it's basically going to explode in your face and that's what's happened here oh do i get another shot i'm always surprised listen fucker hey all right i was second on that one still not enough to have money jerks I wanted to buy a nuke. Nuke is huge. It's uh, It will take out like five or six of these tanks at a time. And this game was a little bit infuriating, I think, to some of my older siblings because this was a game where we could legitimately all play together. You know, I have two brothers and two sisters. And um, this is one where we could each be a tank and then fill in the other tanks with the computer names. Unfortunately, that meant that there were five of us kids um, in one area of our living room, all switching seats when it was our turn. Um, so it was like you would shoot and then you'd have to get up and move. And then, and then you'd, you know, four other people would go and then it'd be your turn. It was like a constant game of musical chairs. And I don't remember how many times we played it that way, but we definitely played it that way more than once. 
The graphics are very simple, the gameplay is very simple, but it is extremely addicting. This is one I feel like would be a ton of fun if you had like a bowl of popcorn and like, I don't know, six or eight beers. By beer number five, this game would be the shit and you'd be on your friend, like on the phone with all your friends. That's what we need. Where is this version of like online Tank Wars gameplay? If anyone knows about online Tank Wars gameplay, please let me know. That would be so much fucking fun to like sign up all your friends and everybody gets to be a tank. And then you could have a night where you just drank and had snacks and played Tank Wars. God damn, I'm a nerd. All right, I got to move on because I got to cover some more things for the podcast to call this actual work. But wow, it's on. The last three games that I want to cover are games I would call brother games. These are games I had no chance of beating. Ever. I spent some time trying to play these, but mostly I just watched him play. That seems really boring. But there were quite a few games, even later on, some um, Xbox 360 games where I just like to hang out and watch someone who is better than me play through those games. First, let's talk about Castlevania. Now, I know that this was a popular game for Nintendo, and because I'm an awesome wife who spent way too much money for the NES Mini when it came out for my husband for Christmas, you're welcome. I have also played the Nintendo version in just the last few years, and it's just like I remembered. But I did first experience Castlevania as the DOS game version. And it was in my wheelhouse. It was a continuously scrolling, kick-ass kind of game, but this one had a horror vibe, which I loved. It was like Halloween, which is my second favorite holiday. You walk the guy along, he's cracking his whip, he's taking out bats and banshees and fish people. I was actually not too bad. I could make it to the third level with the fish guys and made it past Medusa. But after that, there was really a, a lot of like parkour type stuff where you had to be really good at jumping and not falling off shit and just dying right away. And that's not my forte. Not super great at that. I, I panic and I tend to kind of overrun and overjump. And then I don't really have the patience to start all the way over for that. But my big brother could play this one all the way to the end. And he could fight off the cheesiest looking Dracula boss you've ever seen in your life. This game will always have a special spot in my memory because of the amount of time I just got to spend with my older brother, who I felt like was pretty cool. And remembering it as an adult, he probably was pretty cool to let his little sister sit by him in a chair from the dining table and just watch him play through Castlevania, probably making light conversation. But for the most part, I just watched. So for a lot of reasons, I will always love the DOS version of Castlevania. The last two games that I want to talk about are Doom and Wolfenstein. Funstockretro.com has a really good article called Wolfenstein vs. Doom, The Battle of the First Person Shooters. These two games were both so iconic and, forgive the phrase, game-changing, and we had them both. Wolfenstein 3D was developed by ID Software and it was released in 1992. And it would be the first time that we moved from that scrolling format 
to a first-person view. We could walk around inside the game. We could peek around corners and run and turn back. It was just so exciting. And it really pulled you into the game. You always had to be on guard and ready to gun down Nazis at any moment. Now, bloody deaths were not a new thing. As I've mentioned before, even some of the most simple kid-friendly games had like a bloody death of the main character. But now, we were behind the gun. We were behind the trigger. And part of me wonders if this game would have taken off the way that it did if we were doing anything other than slaughtering Nazis who were assholes and had it coming. Let's take a quick moment and see how I do. Okay, here we are. I'm on a website, it's js-dos.com. I can play right here in the browser. I did not have to buy it. Can we hear the music? New game. Episode one, Escape from Wolfenstein. How tough are you? <laughs> this is hilarious. The, the levels are, can I play, Daddy? Don't hurt me. Bring them on. I am death incarnate. How about, can I play, Daddy? Okay, classic Wolfenstein. We've got a gun facing into a room. On the bottom panel, There's uh, it shows us what gun we're using, how much ammo we've got, our health, there's a picture of our strapping selves with our very square jaw and butt chin, the number of lives, the score, and what floor we're on. I can cursor around and look and see I am in a blue room with a single door. I'm gonna hit spacebar, opens the door. Okay, I have a number of options. I'm in a hallway. There's, um, looks like gel sails all around here. I wonder where, can I go into these cells? Nope, doesn't want me to go in that one. There's a body on the ground. Or what is that, food? Nope, that's not helpful. Okay, I guess I have to go into one of these other doors. Pick a door, pick a door. Uh, this is part of the reason I was not very good at these games, because I'm going to get lost. Oh wait, there's Nazi room here. It's like a big ballroom. Oh, here's a guy, here's a guy. How do I shoot? Maybe I should have figured that out. Is it alt? Oh, it's control. Oh, I got him! Ha ha! Take that. Uh-oh, here comes another one. Oh, wait, someone's shooting me. Oh, he came around the corner. Oh, I went and got some ammo. Pick that up. Okay. It's not super bloody. It's pixelated blood. We got blue sliding doors. This looks like food on the ground. I'm not sure what the hell this is. Yeah, that's what it is. I get health from it. Oh, what is this, a dog? Oh, but I don't want to shoot the dog. Oh, but he's kind of like a Cujo, I'm going to kill you kind of dog. I still don't like that. Yes, apparently blue stone was all the rage. Uh during Hitler's rule. Okay, can I, okay, I'm gonna go back there. 
and uh, Tiffany green lampshades. That's where it just came from. Let's see what's over here. You know, I think that the what I should do here is adopt the um, the trick, like when you're trying to get out of a maze. Uh, you, I don't know if you ever heard that, um, but if you're ever if you ever <laughs> if you ever find yourself stuck in a labyrinth, all you have to do is put your left hand on a wall and don't take it off and eventually you will get out that's all you have to do so whenever i'm playing games like this i try to only take left turns if you only take left turns you will eventually see everything and come out the other end i wonder if these guys respawn okay this is new oh whoa whoa, whoa. that guy came out of nowhere um some lovely portraits of Hitler. Okay. These Tiffany lampshades are doing it for me, though. I kind of... This is girls versus boys playing here. I love the lampshades, and the decor is amazing. This guy was just trying to eat his dinner. Sorry, homie. Don't be a Nazi. When you do run out of ammo, you get a knife. Which I guess is helpful. I love how, like, the swanky rooms... Um where all these officers seem to be eating their dinner under like chandeliers with like pictures of the Fuhrer um, are in some very, very classy wood paneling. It is the wood paneling that is very similar to the wood paneling that we had in our trailer growing up. Classy. Okay, so very cool, very cool Wolfenstein. Also created by ID Software, the release of the second game really solidified this first-person gaming approach and it laid the foundation for modern games that we play today on much more advanced systems. With Doom, we took our first-person fight and excitement into space and we added a horror element with some kind of satanic imagery and it was fucking awesome. That's how I remember it. Let's see what I think now. Okay, I'm back here on js-dos.com games. It's taken over my computer in full screen, so hopefully there's no one getting all my banking information while I play this for free. Oh my gosh, it's loading up just like the old DOS used to. Okay, so we open here on our, our opening screen of Doom. There's a demo that goes on behind uh, the gameplay. It's asking me which episode do I want Knee Deep in the Dead Shores of Hell, Inferno, or Thy Flesh Consumed. Let's do Knee Deep in the Dead. You know what? Fuck it. Shores of Hell. Choose skill level. <laughs> These are hilarious. I'm too young to die. Hey, not too rough. Hurt me plenty. Ultra violence. And nightmare. Nightmare is Okay, let's be real. I have no chance of even playing for a few minutes on like a nightmare level. Let's do Hey, Not Too Rough. Okay, yes, it is the same controls. I do not have sound, which is lame. I really wanted sound. Already in this jump to this next version, the graphics are insanely better. Like insanely better. Before it was mostly blue stone walls. And now we have stone walls, but the, the walls have depth. The floor has depth, um, There's everything has a skin on it. I'm gonna walk right up here and grab a shotgun 
Oh, and my little character's face. The second I got this shotgun, he smiled real big. Also, the, um, in the gameplay, the thing I like about this shotgun is you shoot it and then it kind of cocks it off to the side. It doesn't, like, assume that you knew that. It's just a fun little detail. Like, we're going to shoot it and cock it. That's the whole, isn't that the whole point of a shotgun? So, yeah, instead of very straight, very square halls, some of these hallways open up into other things. Some of them uh, open up into, like, larger antechambers. It's just a lot more detailed. Like I said, the graphics are insanely better. We're going to get a med kit. Oh, and a blue computer key. I love these chip keys. They are amazing. And I think I'm going to need that to go through the door. But I don't quite know where the door is. I'm very disappointed that I don't have sound. Ooh, I went through this red sort of cross hallway thing and I hit the wall. It did not like that. Is that what this is? Do I stand here? And this little symbol that looks a lot like a pentagram. Whoa! Uh-oh! Hey now! I think I just uh, teleported myself here. Now, when these guys hit you, your screen goes red. And as your character gets more and more dead, see like my health is down to 54, my character's eyes are very bloodshot and the, the just the tiniest little like outskirts of my screen are starting to get red. And I always thought that, that was cool because the, the faster they kill you, um, the redder your vision becomes. Ooh, here's some more shells. They also added multi-levels to this one. So I could walk into a room with a high ceiling and there could be somebody like up in a booth somewhere that is shooting down at me. And all these little teleporty thingies spit me out in God knows where. Again, it's that whole deal about not knowing where you're going, being stuck in this maze, being not sure what the purpose of what you're trying to do is, um, and just figuring all that out. When you jump into the little river of blood, it does kill you. Just the detail, the detail work is so different. I walk under like a skylight, and I can see outside the clouds and the sky are red bright blood red. So we know right away we are not on Earth. Okay. Oh, and look, here's a, I can actually see out of this little turret. You can see mountains in the distance, and again, the sky is just fiery blood red. But even the mountains are kind of beautifully done in a way that, that wasn't done before. Um, they have depth, and they uh, have smooth edges, not just uh, very pixelated so yes, I definitely want to spend some more time playing Doom. Again, this is one of those things that would be a lot of fun on like a Saturday when I don't have a lot to do and can sit down with like maybe a cocktail and just burn some time. Um, very cool. Very excited about Doom. You know, when I started this episode, it was because I was getting a little frustrated with these app games. I don't have a lot of time for these games, but I wanted to recapture some of that kind of relaxed, freeing feeling that I had playing these games as a kid, not having any responsibilities, not having any time that I had to be anywhere, um, no one depending on me. It was just me and the game and we were relaxing and exploring it together. And I think that I look for that in apps today and I don't find them for some reason. So having discovered that there are many places on the internet where I can find all the games that I used to play and play most of them for free. 
um, I'm very excited about. I'm very excited about the prospect of like doing some self-care with DOS games. That's hashtag self-care with DOS games. I have seriously had so much fun making this episode, you guys. I know that this is not the DOS podcast, but you could easily do a whole podcast just on these games. I may have to do some specials for Patreon in the future where I play all the way through a game and then edit it down, but that would be fun for everyone, right? In fact, go ahead and put that on the calendar. I will select one of these games for a Patreon special after I do the Fear Street book reviews. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to drink a little bit, I'm going to play all the way through the games, and then I'll edit it together just for the patrons. God bless ya. If you had fun today, please tell your friends. Rate, review, and subscribe. All those things help me out immensely. I've added a $1 a month level on Patreon. So if you want to get in there and check out those special episodes and check out me drinking a little bit and playing old games, go on in there. A dollar a month is absolutely doable. It's not about the money for me. It's about let's make a community of people who like the things that we used to like when we were kids. Also on Patreon, you're going to find deep dives on Lisa Frank Industries, slap bracelets, waterbeds, and Earth Girls are easy. So yeah, definitely go over there. There is a link on the website, which is eatlifepodcast.com. There's a link to Patreon. There's a link for merch if you want it. Um, Also, the show notes, any pictures from what we're talking about today will be there. That's eatlifepodcast.com. We also have a Facebook group at Life Eaters. You're more than welcome to come join. It is a closed group, but just request to join and I'll approve you. Also find us on Twitter at EatLife3 and on Instagram at EatLifePodcast. And as always, boot up your MS-DOS and go eat life.